Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. They say you only get out what you put in. And with recipe ingredients, there's no exception. You can always rely on the great taste and quality of Kerrygold Irish Butter. Kerrygold has teamed up with some well-known food experts to feed your imagination. Whether you are baking, brunching or barbecuing, check out kerrygold.com for ideas or follow the how-to videos and recipes at Kerrygold on Instagram. This is Hooked, the podcast where we give you all the plot hooks that you will ever need in any RPG game that you ever play. I am your host, NC Weber, joined with regular host, Darcy, and other regular host, Dom. I like the way you said joined with instead of joined by. It's like we've all just been, we're an amalgamation, we're just connected, we're just like three heads poking out of a horrible pulsing mass of flesh. Yep, that's us. Just have that as your visual, your mental image of this recording situation. Who set up the microphones? Yeah, we we only need one microphone, it's very convenient. We have three mouths and all we can do is scream. Yeah. I spend a lot of time awake at night. Same. I often think like what would... Jesus did. An inter, like an interdimensional being <clears throat> see when he sees three people sitting at a table? Like, would he assume that it is just a creature that has these things that just talk to each other? Yeah, we're connected underneath the table. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I also like to think that people in the far future will listen to stuff like this and go, Jesus Christ, the world was ending and this is how they spent their time. Or, oh. the, or the worst idea is that all other media gets destroyed except for these um, 52 yeah. podcasts. Yeah, this is how... Pe- 51. 51 yeah, podcasts. This, yeah, this is how pe- people think all art from our time was. This is the Rosetta Stone of... Yeah. I have like high this, hopes for the future. Yeah, hooked is the is the epic of Gilgamesh of our time. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can only hope. But being that we are all regular hosts, I think we should just get straight into what we do here. And what we do here is we take inspiration from a Magic: The Gathering card and a random word, and we create plot hooks from those for you in the manner of a magic trick. We start with the pledge which is the basic seed of the idea then we proceed to turn that idea into something a bit more fleshed out a little bit more interesting and then finally in the prestige we give you a way to put that into your games and how to introduce it to your players so the magic the gathering card that we are starting with this week is the abyssal horror it's a creature Mm -hmm. it's a horror it can fly anyone else want to describe what we're looking at uh, the Abyssal Horror is a faceless creature with a mouth kind of like a xenomorph. It's got pterodactyl wings, and its front is just... I don't know. It's its, it's whatever spine... All its bones are on its outside. There's muscles there, but the bones are just doing yeah. weird things. It and, does look and like... And also maybe it's got 
like tentacle feathers or something at the bottom. I don't mm. know what's going on there. I, I really like this art. I really like it. I also like the lines going around the head because it looks like it's uh, it looks like the, the counter symbol from the Batman Arkham games. Like this guy uh, just yeah, about yeah, to yeah. hit Y and punch the guy in the face. Yeah, I see. see that. For me, it looks like it's the, the spider, spider sense. sense. Exactly, yeah. the spider sense is a better <laughs> one. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> Alright, so Abyssal Horror is the card and the word that we are playing with today is magnitude. Pop, pop. Ah, uh, yes, community. Yeah, I guess that's that right, reference. guys. Yeah. Remember community? <clears throat> so, who would like to go first? Uh, I would, and I have a secret agenda for this. Mine is a good NPC. And, uh, okay, so. Yeah. Was that the secret agenda? No, no, the, the secret agenda will be revealed by oh, okay. the reactions of you two. So, you're on the deck to the ship. And then they're like, uh, all right, so uh, who's, who's, who's the crew? Who have we got here to help us out? Boom. The door opens and out steps Magnitude. Pop, pop. <laughs> Magnitude has sunglasses and big shoes and uh, a backpack that looks pretty cool. Uh, and, and he walks over and he says like, What's up, losers? Have you seen Community? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a different character, but sure. Yeah, like, but it's, it's a similar vibe. Yeah, like yeah, it. yeah. Uh, he says, "What's up, losers?" And the and um, yeah, and uh, that's about it. That's so we're on a boat. Yep. And a cool guy with shoes and sunglasses. It's, it's a sky ship, by the way. It's, it's oh, okay. Sky. Yeah. Okay. He's got sunglasses. He's got a backpack. He's got cool shoes. Uh, and he's got a bit of an attitude problem. And his name is Magnitude. Okay. Good NPC. What was the other guy you came up with that time? It was like Johnny something, Johnny Violet. No, this is a completely original idea. <laughs> like I'm just like, oh, it's just shit. What was it? It was like Johnny. Jo- God damn it! Never mind. <laughs> yeah, listen magnitude. back to the old episodes, folks. No. He's in there somewhere. <laughs> All right, uh, Don. Would you like to go next, or would you like me to? I can go next. Okay. Um, so the party have just. This is a. Uh, uh, after a big campaign, like a big arc ending sequence, a uh, uh, session rather, the party, during which the party had an encounter with uh, the elder god that their villain worshipped. Like they, they fought this horrible warlock and briefly, um, as part of his attempts to survive this clash, uh, the, the warlock pulled you into the realm of his god and you defeat you escape you like it was only brief like you managed once someone made a constitution save got you all out you defeated the guy it's cool uh the next time that you all go and take a long rest uh he takes you in in your dream you are in your dreams you are now in his realm and it is and it is a dungeon which is my car Ooh, i am working on a setting Mm -hmm. oh and i've got a secret gender (laughs) <laughs> That's just unrelated. What gender? Yeah. I'm like Darcy, whose mother picked out his. Yep. And uh, it's it's male. I mean, there's no secret. I mean, Dom's got the secret gender on there. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm working on a <laughs> setting, um, and I'm going to take most of my inspiration from Magnitude at the moment. Um, so in Elf Law, one of the original elf gods was all about chaos and that's why the elves are immortal because they keep shifting form until you know one of them's made a mistake and then they got locked into a form i want a whole world based around that concept so everything has a personification so somewhere in the world there is the personification of gender and then you might have to fight that personification in whatever way that would come around if it 
decided to attack you. Excited to fight that fucker. Yeah, absolutely. Or there could be the personification of war, which is a much scarier fight. Or the personification even of a family. So it... it so the, the way that to get around this is to have people to avoid naming things. As soon as something is named, then something can have a personification. Uh, so that's why when you, you get a name at birth, so that you become the personification of that name. So some people might call you, you get virtue names basically. So yeah. you might be called honor or you might be called uh, peace or what have you. But I think... The main problem of this setting is that you live in a city and you can't name that city because if you name that city, the city becomes a personification of itself and might have other ideas about what it wants to achieve. So if it's a trading city, perhaps it will want to go and conquer other cities or if it is a, a d- depending on the society in that. So that is the seed of the idea for a setting. It's a big idea. Mm. It's a, it's a, the magnitude of this idea <laughs> is immense. Yeah. So I'm interested to see what you all have to say about that. But let's go back to magnitude. Okay. So sunglasses. So as the um, <coughs> as the journey continues and um, all the players are getting to know the other NPCs on the ship, uh, every time you have a conversation with magnitude, he's playing with his yo-yo or he's on his scooter and uh, he has a catchphrase which is pop, um, pop. no, it's not that. It's what time is dinner, yo? Uh, and um, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna reveal my hand here because I think you guys might have more ideas for this. The idea of magnitude is to make a character that is completely two dimensional, and that is um, continually you as the DM continually try to make them cool. Um, and perhaps the reveal in the, in the third, like, yeah, and perhaps the reveal in the third act is that magnitude is actually someone who is wished into existence, but without any like with any of the depth or thought into what an actual person should be. So or maybe it was a person who just said, I wish I was cool. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. And that's yeah. all it is. His magnitude has just got catchphrases. He's got items. Um, uh, and, and that's about it. There's, there's nothing more to him. So your, your job and your quest is to, if you want to, get involved in magnitude and be like, listen, man, there's a whole world out there. And he's like, <laughs> yo, yo. No, no. Give me that. Give me that. Listen to me. You need to like read and like. Yes. So, so yeah, but this guy. What times the, dinner? This guy is. So <laughs> yeah. this guy is like the the an, a, a forced attempted breakout character from a sitcom. Yeah, like yeah. They've, they've looked at other characters and gone, "Oh, we need to just copy this without having any sort of depth." Yeah, like exactly. there was. There was and a, I love that he just has like he just has like a device with a button that just has canned laughter in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there was own laugh track. There was a sketch show in the nineties called The State where one of, they had a recurring sketch where it was the. Uh, it was Ken Marino playing one of those characters, but his catchphrase was, I want to dip my balls in it. <laughs> and it would just always like, there would be a contrived reason that he would go, I want to dip my balls in it. This is a parody of that sort of character. So I'm a fan of that is going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know really where the reveal will go here, but that's that's the second part is that, yeah, you, you meet him and probably in your first meeting you think, gosh, it, it's it, what it is in my mind is it's a flashback to me as a younger DM um, putting in characters that I was like, gosh, don't you love him? Isn't he awesome? Yeah, He's got a blade. And well, yeah, it's, it's like... Meta, it's slightly meta. It's kind of... Or, or, in a more recent example, lots of DMs listen to Griffin McElroy on the Adventure Zone and trying to create a cool and in- and funny character like <laughs> yeah. Garfield the Deals, Deals Warlock yeah. or um, or Matthew Mercer's like 
his his weird explosives expert guy. He's going like, oh yes, I've got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. and everyone's trying to do one of those characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But intentionally shit. <laughs> intentionally, I don't and mind that's the that. thing. And if he's and, and the thing is, he is a good NPC. Like he isn't causing any trouble. So if you, oh, if he you sounds the, like a terrible NPC, but, that's, but he's good. But if if you would, if you the players kill him, you haven't killed him because he's been like murdering yeah, or stealing. Annoying. He's just annoying. We like whenever we try to be like, look, this is the final battle. We need to get our armament. We need to get the people together, and we need to, you know, rally our forces. Yo, guys, what time's dinner? Yo, yo. No, and the, the the way that they do it though is like that. His final words in a genuinely emotional thing. He sacrifices himself for everyone. It's like. Time for dinner. <laughs> and he just closes his eyes. Are you doing? Are you doing? Um, I've seen. I've seen battleships. Yeah, uh, yeah it's just like Time. I've seen. Bin, I've seen dinners you people wouldn't believe. <laughs> Chicken tagine. Time. Flame drawer. For dinner. Yeah, that's exactly. <gasps> it. Yeah, he just opens his hands, but instead of like releasing a dove, it's a perfectly cooked dove in his hands. Just like he doesn't get to eat it now. <laughs> okay, I'm happy with that as a part two. All right. Oh, this is a lo- <laughs> this is a loopy one. And that uh, was magnitude. Magnitude. Pop, pop. The good NPC. Yep. Uh, okay, so we'll go back to Dom. All right. So it's you're trapped in this uh, in in your own dream by this uh, um, nightmare creature who's just kind of he's done it. Not for he's you're 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 just kind of being messed with because he's like you destroyed my. Like my can, like I was having a good thing with that warlock. I was going to gain some power, and you've used messed that up. So now I'm just going to screw with you for a while in your dream, and basically you have to find a way to make all of your party wake up. And it's a dungeon inside inside your dream, and you can have the dream logic stuff. And it's a good way to have characters, um, people from the characters' past, mm-hmm. like appear and like deal with that sort of thing. Uh, and or if because you've just finished the end of an arc, like someone you killed along the way, or someone you like you, you weren't able to save, they can come back and make the characters feel guilty. It's a bit of a, it's a it's bit emotional. Or goodbyes, yeah. ways to say goodbye. Yeah, ways to well. say goodbye. It's a, it's a, not it's it's a palate cleanser episode sort yeah. of thing. You know, it's like it's between it's between arcs in an anime, but it's not like a beach episode. It's like yeah. a, it, you know, none of this has particularly high stakes. You know, but it's. It gives you an excuse to reuse footage from earlier episodes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. no, no, wait, no. Um, yeah, but it's it's one of those like you you're kind of just going on, kind of uh, you know, go, go into the next room and there's a re- an encounter that you've got and the characters have to interact with that or that sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, a, a town you failed to save. This time you have to save it, sort of thing. Yeah. One of my favorite things to play within a dungeon is dream logic. Yeah. Um, uh, the way I've done it before is I've had a psychic dungeon where you're trapped in someone's head who's basically trapped you in their head so that they can keep you um, from affecting elsewhere. But yeah, this, this just because you could have total license to if the players say something yeah. to incorporate that into the game like immediately. Yeah. Um, uh, and the, yeah, so play with their expectations and, and twist them around. Yeah. Um, so that's one of my favourite things to do. Another another great thing about this creature is if it's you know beyond to, to be able to tell um, stories from perspectives that weren't there. What I mean by that is that if the if the if the characters were in a scenario where you know the city was burning, mm. tell it from the perspective, like have them dream of yeah. the perspective of someone who else else was who was in the city who um, knew things that they didn't know, saw things that they didn't see. Yeah. 
reveal the undergoings. Yeah, absolutely. Behind the, yeah. behind the curtain. Or, like, if you've got a character... Like, this is also an opportunity to genuinely... Like, if you've got a character who's kind of been having a bad... Who's been, um... Well, either way, like, if they've been having a bad time, you can make them feel empowered or, or like, feel really bad. Like, if they, if this character had some genuine emotional turmoil, it's just like, yeah, now you're fighting against this thing and you're not going to tell them all, it's you! <gasps> what if you're the bad guy? You can just really do all of the, all of the cheap sort of, like, yeah, it's a, it's a nightmare episode sort of things mm. and, like, have it, yeah, and ha- have it still be fun because there's not really, like, permanent stakes it's just like yeah, yeah so you're just, just you, you either learn a lesson or you don't yeah you're trapped here for this for this session and you're gonna have these encounters and make of them what you will what are the yeah. what are the difficulties of a dream scenario I, I think for me one of them is that if the dm has complete free reign to do whatever they want whenever they want uh, how does one create stakes in a dream universe yeah it's i mean you I would like you set up you see you've got to set some rules for yourself i yeah. think yeah. yeah i mean I mean, stakes aren't always. Uh, yeah, it, it could be getting to say goodbye. So someone yeah, in your like dream this... is keeping you from the person you wanted to talk. But, that, but that's to. that's yeah. the reward, I think. If you understand what I'm saying, like, but the that's... stakes are you don't get that reward. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Like, like, like I have, like I, I intentionally framed it as the is the kind of breather episode after the big arc sort of thing. Yeah. So you you don't need the big. And the big climactic thing, you've got catharsis along the way. And, and I guess you did say it was a dream dungeon. Like, you have the idea of walls yeah. and rooms yeah. and, and yeah. being yeah. able to move on. Yeah, and this is like, this is you... Uh, you've been dragged here by an eldritch horror sort of thing. who Like, a being from outside of our, our perspe- perception sort yeah. of I, I think trying to mess with you in a way. I think the issue with dream sequences in D&D is often that we uh, railroad our players into, now you see this, now you see this, now you see this. Um, whereas um, what it sounds like is, is if you set up a room and a, you know, a way of moving from location to location, um, there's still a bit of control. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I th- and I think that if you intentionally frame this as, like, here's this encounter, like, and now the players interact with it sort of thing. Like, you, you segment it. You don't, it's not just, like this happens all right move on yeah. it's that here's this interact with it Cause, cause, reach your own conclusions with it because the thing. nature of dreams are that information is just given to you yeah i don't make a lot of choice uh, maybe you, maybe you it's contextualize different. it as you will yeah 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 maybe 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 i'm yeah and I, yeah i think that's the difference it's not just a dream it's a yeah it's a, a yeah, you are you are being um you're being forced here it's not just it, it's it's things not happening Organically in your own psyche, yeah. they're being used against you yeah. in a certain way. Yeah, cool. Um, okay, so what are we calling the dungeon? Um, or, just, you, or you could name the the bad the bad. No, it's the dungeon. It. Um, just the just uh, dream jail. Dream know. jail. Dreamscape. Yeah, yeah. this is a dream jail, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I don't mean to alarm you guys, but I think we might be in. Dream jail. Ah, uh, if only people on the podcast could see the glasses choreography. They knew the glasses were coming <laughs> off. Oh, <laughs> dream police. Mm. The dream police. Okay, I'm removing your microphone privileges. Uh, okay, so back to my pitch. I'm interested to see what you both would like to see the personification of in mm. a game. I mean, when you think about the classic personifications, you have the personification of war. Of um, famine, pestilence, love. Um, I mean, you look at the gods, essentially. Um, Well, I mean, you could also have... uh 
Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, the personification of, I mean, getting rainbows. Your, yeah. yeah, and that's yeah. the thing. I think, I think that's the, the trick is to think of something... I the, think well, uh, you could have if you have like abstract concepts as being like you've got the god of that um, catharsis because yeah. that can be like very like yeah good and satisfying satisfying or very bad sort yes. of thing you know <laughs> just like because you can have emotional catharsis you can have catharsis just by like just by a little giving yourself a little bit of pain yep. sort of thing yeah. or you can have genuinely like accomplishing a long-term goal like that's such a broad thing but all of that is encompassed in one word so because this know. is also a little bit dreamlike yeah. in the sense that <clears throat> ideas become reality if you think about them too much if too yeah. many people agree on a concept they make it into a reality I'd, um, I'd go with uh, mine would be related to a character and it would be um the uh, reimagining of someone in their life who's died. So um, you reimagine your mother or your father or your brother or your sister, but the, the, the issue is that you you are only able to create them as well as your memory is of them. So therefore, they're never complete and they can never... Um, and, and also, you know, th- your memory of this person is completely personal. So it will only be you that's keeping the, the memory alive. Right. So, like, I mean, that could be the essence of nostalgia... That yeah. has that effect on you, I think. Yeah, and so nostalgia, basically, if, if you were going to have nostalgia in this setting and you wanted to make an encounter out of it, they bring back the dead. Yeah. And then you have to deal with that. Because yeah. the dead don't necessarily want to kill you, but they're not right. Yeah. yeah. Another one that I think would be interesting is rumours. <laughs> so it's just, just like, you, yeah, rumor. you could just, uh, yeah, if you even if enough people start talking about a rumor, so it becomes true. Like that's a that's a fun way to take that. It's just like, yeah, like someone someone um, was um, t- talking about a, like a, one of their schoolmates, and they started spreading a rumor that they ate bugs, and now it's just like open the lunchbox and there's bugs in there, and they're yeah. just like, oh, I guess I eat these now. <laughs> I can't. Mm. Yeah, or even even like they create another. Yeah another being that sure. looks like them but only eats bugs like yeah. that becomes their main drive yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like you or you could invent a, just like you invent a conspiracy and because everyone's talking about this conspiracy the conspiracy is now true that's yeah yeah and i think that is why like cities in this particular place are very dangerous because you have a lot of people yeah. and and things can get out of hand very quickly so maybe there is just one city god, god forbid the internet ever comes to <laughs> oh. uh, oh. yeah and so i think maybe the characters would be some sort of kind of conciliatory force that has to go and deal with these personifications or these these manifestations and basically put them in a place where they're happy where they are and they don't uh, enforce themselves force themselves on other people. So they're not destroying. Uh, I would have gone. Well, I with, think some are inherently destructive. I, I would have gone with um, uh, a more uh, military police kind of thing where. Um, these six people have been um, coming up with this particular ideal. Go and kill them. Yeah, I yeah. think. And, then, I, and by doing that, destroy the uh, manifestations yeah. of their thoughts. This is like this reminds me of like of paranoia. The game of that 
um, system sort of thing where it's just like, yeah, you guys are, sure, you, you are the police who go out and deal with um, people who are creating personifications without a permit or something like that. You can make <laughs> this like a really weird, surreal comedy setting where yeah. you're the ones who have to deal with all of this bullshit. Well, yeah. the idea that spawned it with the Abyssal Horror is that in this city, um, there is sort of a burgeoning chamber of commerce and they unintentionally or intentionally personify the city and the city uh, yeah. basically decides to do what's best in the interest of the city, which is uh, solidify trade routes and basically just starts accosting up and down the coast. Yeah. Um, so you have to destroy the city, but any damage you do to the personification transfer mm. to the actual city. Mm. Um, cool. Yeah, so, you know, that that's the sort of thing that I was thinking about. With it's this a setup. very difficult game to run, by the sounds of it. Yeah. I think if you, set, if you set down the rules... Um, yeah. Uh, and and without maybe some inhibitor would be a way of being like um, you know I, I'm reminded of um, that terrible no maybe not terrible that movie Equilibrium where they it's have pretty to, terrible yeah. it's pretty bad <laughs> they had to take pills I thought it had an interesting premise but the same idea is that you take pills to inhibit your creativity yeah so therefore you're not constantly thinking up new things and new whatever so that as the players they can't just be like we need ladder imagine believe in ladder believe yeah. in ladder but then you get the personification of ladder. I, uh, which like, will just take you up and up and up and up and up. I think this is a thing you could do. You, you just do like one shots or one or two shots sort of yeah, thing yeah. where like you don't get too attached to your characters, don't get too attached to the specific incarnation, which is why like I brought up Paranoia because everyone's just like, hey, your character's dead. Uh, and it's funny. Yeah, move on. Like, here's a new <laughs> one. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, just, hey, you got stepped on by the personification of greed. Yeah, bye. Yeah, here you go. Well, well, I also think you, you, you keep a kind of... The personifications, you need like a lot of yeah. consensus. It doesn't take sure. six people to create a personification okay. of greed. Yeah. It is the personification of greed is acknowledged, and so somewhere in the world, greed exists. That's that's a um yeah, that's the more manageable. Yeah. Otherwise you have the similar thing that I talked about with dreams, which is if anything can happen, then there can't be stakes. Yeah. You can't create stakes if yeah, yeah, that's I mean, it. Yeah, that's yeah. It. so so you can't just like I'm going to create the personification of a magical sword because I'm thinking of a magical. Otherwise, sword. every problem would be solved by just going, like you'd set up the you'd set up the premise, and I go, actually though, it isn't. <laughs> the problem uh, more the, like I guess, no but improv. <laughs> well, see, I'm going home now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I guess the problem comes from these personifications having their own intentions that are not necessarily what you want. This is my understanding of what the secret is. Yes. Just, yeah. yeah. You believe yeah. hard enough, and it comes true, and then you've got to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so cool. finishing off magnitude, uh, I don't know. Well, look, talking about it's funny. It's interesting how we've all talked about um, personifications and ideals and ideas. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I magnitude. Had, the only idea I had is that if you push him off the edge of the sky ship, his backpack opens and he's got wings. Magnitude was an angel all along. <laughs> I thought That's you were going to right. say a parachute, man. Yeah, no, wings. No, because wings are like, oh, one's an angel wing and the other one's a devil wing. I, Whoa, I, man, that's so cool and <laughs> radical. <laughs> I think like magnitude would be a great uh, like tool for a party. Like if he's he's so cool, he always does the coolest thing. Yeah. So he's a great like one use item. Is like, oh, you need to get up there. Luckily, I have my boots Rappling of jumping. Or whatever, yeah. I've got my my cool gun grappling hook yeah. that once I use it, it disintegrates. Yeah. But don't worry, I've got it this once. Uh, and so, if you base the idea on that, he wished himself into existence. Like I just wanted to be cool. Mm. And so, what he does, whatever's coolest. Sometimes he'll be like, "Hey, 
dramatic exit would be the coolest thing I could do right now. See ya, suckers, and just <laughs> runs away. Or do you? Or do you? Or is it about peer pressuring him like you peer pressure a child? It's like, hey, you know what, magnitude? It'd be really cool if you ate worms. Yeah, I back mean, to eating worms. Back to eating worms. <laughs> oh, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. if you if you treat it like a, a a young person who's been transformed into this, um, then peer pressure would be something that could you know. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, and that's how you can use use the item that is magnitude. Yeah. With a persuasion check high enough. And uh, I think I think the trick is uh, to the the reveal of the comedy of this character is make sure that you know you it's it's something where you have to you're essentially slapping yourself in the face because all of your players will originally think. God, what a, such a stupid character. Our DM is so awful. <laughs> like, you have to really be prepared yeah. to follow through on the joke in the third. I am willing... I'm willing to take that bullet from... I, like, I do it in my games anyway, like, because usually half the players like a character and half hate the character. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, also, but I think if you build it around... If the adventure is about finding this one item... That gives you a wish so that you can save the kingdom or whatever. Yeah. And that's Magnitude why... has that, but he doesn't know he has that yeah. because it wouldn't be cool to, to... Be just have this almighty power. Yeah, we, yeah, we had to go find it. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. It's cool to go on quests. Um, I, 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 at one point, I listened to a podcast called Friends at the Table, and there was a character in that where it's just like the GM Austin Walker just be just like, oh, this guy's name is Laser Ted. And you better believe Laser Ted became everyone's favorite character. The moment he named him Laser Ted, so I don't know. I feel like if you, like, you name a guy Magnitude, people are going to be like, "All right, there, all right, I'm in." Well, then, yeah, and then you I guess son of a bitch. your job is to you DM. son of a bitch. I'm, I'm in. in. Yeah. All right, let's leave it at that. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so Magnitude, the cool guy, the cool guy. Yeah. All right, let's head back to Dom. Magnitude, a force of cool. Um. Yeah. I guess the only real. Like incorporating this into a campaign of is how, where where does the next arc begin after this sort of thing? Because it's it's the between arc thing. Do, do you have this eldritch horror continue to be kind of a an ongoing thing? Maybe maybe not. Maybe it's just a one time thing. But I think that what matters most is like you have to follow this up. Like the whatever the revelations the characters have, where however they feel about this moving forward, it's just like yeah, like give them give them time now that you've finished one arc, give them mm. downtime. Where do they take that? The the way that they feel about how this is all gone down, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is I I also think that it would be an interesting way to start a campaign. Okay. In the sense that someone that the players knew, and or someone who valued the players had gone off to fight this evil whether they knew or not was slaughtered by it and so that evil has kind sure. of reached out to everyone who was connected to kind of see what was going on yeah. and that kind of gives them the impetus to investigate this could be, actually yeah now that you mentioned this could yeah. be a cool like thing to do instead of a session zero yeah, like yeah. you're all just being like yeah so this Eldritch Horror has killed someone who did they kill to you and it's just like alright so you describe who your character is and why you know this person in, yeah. and why yeah. that matters to you yeah, for, yeah, that's, Way to that's tie what this is together. now. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting, that's an interesting suggestion. I like that. Um, okay, and what did we, what did we call it? The Dream Jail. Sure. <laughs> dream Jail. Dream Prison. Yeah. Twenty years Dream Prison. Okay, uh, back to mine that I didn't name, and it is going to be called E. Egosia. 
that's that's what I'm going to be calling it. Okay. Where's the Where's that fellow over there going? Ah, uh, he goes yeah. Yeah. He goes yeah, and he comes back. Yep. Okay. I'm trying to make up like a a, a, a continent name based on ego. I, uh, I, I had nothing. Yeah, no, ego, e- the living planet. Wait, no, that's, uh, <laughs> ego, wait, no, ego, that's, is good. Already. I like ego, Um Ego land. <laughs> so I guess introducing you to introducing this to the players really kind of depends on the level that you want them to be involved in, um, because I think dealing with these things like these are basically gods and elementals all rolled into one mm. and they're not always necessarily bad like there could be uh, the, the personification of beneficence that basically runs a city just giving away things for free um or what have you that that have functional uses in the world that you can go and find um and perhaps to fight one you need another opposed one and you have to go and convince them to do that i think what it really does is this lets you play around with tropes mm. um you seem very skeptical darcy no no is it because it's not sexy enough it's not sexy because enough. what I mean, about the personification of, of bdsm yeah. 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 oh there we go <laughs> it's it's pinhead he's back <laughs> no i i it's it's Hmm. It, it's one of the things that i have with it's one of the issues i have with more high fantasy games it's just that um it, it, it literally is, but as long like anything, as long as you have a set rules, set rules for your magic, mm. um, anything can be as real as it needs to be. Um, well, yeah. So when and, and you have you have you have given um, you know rules to the creation. You need yeah. a large populace of believers, and um, yeah, it, and I and I do like the idea of it being um, either as mundane as killing the people that think these things up, or. Um, yeah, I, I had another idea just now, which would be uh, in a way of like a Mongol horde. Um, you know how they they take over cities and then um, share, you know spread their beliefs and what have yep. you. Yeah. If you had, we all believe in this one thing. You all believe in this one thing now. Yeah. Or we're going to continue. We're, we're rampaging across the the you know western border. I mean, you can imagine like an army like that, kind of treating it like uh, like if an arm a charging army a Mongol horde is coming, like they just have this giant ball in the center of them that is the personification of the mongol horde yeah. that they basically use now because they're all so single-minded it is in its own interest to destroy um whatever lies in their way and i think you could treat it even in like a cyberpunk setting you could have this setting but these things are as rare as angels would be in such a setting like yeah. it kind of one appears and it disrupts literally everything about it yeah about, I, th- about I, th- I think the rarity is what would make them Important. I think the, the issue that I have is if they're like, um, to make a weird reference, uh, age mythology monsters, where they're just everywhere. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like I would, I would have issue with that. It's living in a world where I'm like, oh, there's the giant dog creature. That <laughs> oh no, I thought oh, of he's a- kidnapping children again. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It's hard to live in a... It's hard to have a feudal society where I'm like, I love picking my potatoes when there's, you know, the giant bull that just runs around. I guess it's it's more of the... But uh, but I I like the... I like the... If they're they're rare and few and far between. Yeah, like if, if, if say, the Greek pagan or the the Greek gods never left, but whenever there was a need for a new god of something, like something new was invented, so we'd got the god of... I guess it's like American gods. Like, you get the god of media, and then you get the god of new media, and then you get the god of whatever, and so they have their own little... Uh, yeah, things yeah. gods gods come and go. It's yeah. yeah, it's it's a great it's a great um, mechanism if handled well. But I guess more chaotic 
Like the idea is that these things are not here to make make people believe in them. Yeah. They, they exist of, of their own. Yeah, and, yeah, and I like that as well, is that the major theme isn't about, oh, we've got to stay alive. It's more about, like, these are just things. It, it, it gives... Um, it gives the 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 actions of the mortals um, a, a sort of weight, um, like there are these bigger battles going on behind the scenes. Yeah, and I think you can scale that up as well, because yeah. yeah, yeah, scale up yeah. the magnitude, scale up the bringing it back. Pop, Thank pop. you very much. If you want to reach out to us, if you want to use these in your game, or if you want to submit some artwork for our inspiration, you can do that at, at our email podcast.hooked at gmail.com or on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Uh, as always, we're produced under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License. This means that you are free to share and redistribute the material in any medium or format if you give appropriate credit, but don't use the material for commercial purposes and don't remix, transform, or build upon it in any way without asking us first thank you very much Darcy what time's dinner and thank you very much Dom I want to dip my balls in it (laughs) and thank you very much everyone we got through a whole episode without doing a get to know you until next time keep playing games So what mountain were the stones in the walls of this specific monastery mined from exactly? Wait, can my character take a dump? What's the governmental structure of every town in this entire Which magic using classes like the most attractive? How do these people know how to make tunnels under their town when all they do is farm Why does the genie always me? refuse to make people fall in love with me? Like, if who hurt poison him? rules are the same for every player race, does that mean they all have can the my same character have a pet? system? Ooh, can that pet have a pet pet? Are your players asking too many questions? Do you really know how your world works? Don't you wish there was a podcast that made this whole thing easier? Come on over to Dungeon Deep Dive, your favourite fantasy world-building podcast. Whether it's tabletop RPGs or creative writing, we do the research so you don't have to. Find us on your podcatcher of choice or on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram on at Dungeon Deep Dive. Quick question. What were you doing at exactly this time yesterday? If you were applying for a business loan from Linked Finance, you'd already have an answer by now. If you're getting back in business, we can help you access fast, no-hassle finance with credit decisions within 24 hours. It only takes two minutes to apply online with an answer within 24 hours. Cut through the banking bureaucracy with Linked Finance. Just search Linked Finance today. We're open for business. No! The beautiful new self-titled album Including the tracks Bittersweet Paper Thin And Can't Fight Leanne Le Havas The self-titled album Available now on vinyl, CD and all digital platforms I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. 
We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.